Welcome to the Real Life Cooking Podcast. I'm Kate Shaw, and this week we're going to learn how to make fajitas. This is my cousin Molly's recipe, which only requires a single sheet pan. This recipe is so easy that it doesn't seem possible that the results are so good. Molly says she got sick of having to clean out the skillet every time she wanted fajitas, and worked out this method. Since she gave me the recipe, I've made it multiple times, and I'm sure you could adapt it to use other types of meat. You'll need some fajita seasoning. I've linked to a recipe to mix your own seasoning in the show notes, but you can buy it prepared too. If you make your own, just put it in a clean screw-top bottle and it'll last you quite a while. I used an empty spice bottle that I washed out and dried well. It's so easy to put together that I decided to just link to the recipe. I mean, literally all you have to do is mix everything together with a fork and put it into a bottle. The hardest part is pouring it without spilling it everywhere, which is why getting a little food-safe funnel is such a good idea. Anyway, for this recipe, you'll only need a baking sheet. Line the sheet with aluminum foil and coat it with non-stick spray. This is one time when I prefer the spray to greasing by hand, but if you don't have any of the spray, you can coat it with vegetable oil instead. Make sure to grease it all the way to the edges. Turn the oven on to 375 if you haven't already, then get out your cutting board. Slice up a yellow onion and a green pepper, and of course you can use other types of chili pepper too if you like. Slicing the vegetables into thin strips is traditional, but if you prefer to dice them, you can do that too. Then you need to slice the chicken into strips. This is easiest to do with a pair of kitchen shears if you don't have a really sharp knife. If you're using the pieces of breast meat often sold as tenders, you can just cut them into two or three strips. I haven't tried this with thigh meat, but it should work just fine too. Don't slice your pieces too thin though. I did that the first time and while they were still great, the meat was a little overcooked. Remember that the meat will lose moisture as it cooks and will shrink. You can go ahead and arrange the onion slices on the pan, but only put them on half the pan. You need to keep the other half empty so you can add the chicken in a little bit. Arrange the onion in a single layer and shake a generous amount of salt and pepper over it. That's black pepper, not hot pepper. Next, you need to toss the chicken in the fajita seasoning to coat it. The easiest way to do this is in a small paper bag, like the kind they sell for sack lunches. You can use a plastic bag if you have to, but the chicken sticks to the sides. If you don't have anything else, you can put the chicken and the spice mix in a bowl with a lid and shake the bowl but a paper sack is best because you can shake it vigorously. Drop the chicken in first, then spoon the fajita spice mix over the chicken, then fold the top of the bag closed, folding it over several times to make sure it's not going to come open while you're shaking. Then just shake it all around so that the spices coat the pieces of chicken. Generally, you'll only need about two or three tablespoons of spice mix, but I admit I usually add a little more. Once that's done, arrange the chicken on the other half of the baking sheet. 
also in a single layer. I usually do this with my fingers, and then my fingers end up coated with fajita spice mix and grease, so you might want to use a fork or even a pair of cooking tongs for easy cleanup. Also, don't rub your eyes, even after washing your hands, if you get the spice mix on them. Put the pan in the oven and set the timer for 15 minutes. When the timer goes off, take the pan out of the oven and use a spatula to give everything a stir and turn it over. Then sort of push everything to the edges, still keeping it in a single layer as much as possible to make room for the green pepper slices. Return the pan to the oven and set the timer for another 10 minutes. When the timer goes off again, the chicken should be done through. If you used thicker pieces of meat, you might want to cut into one to make sure it's not pink inside, but it should have cooked through by now. Put a generous helping of the chicken and veggies on a small flour tortilla and top with shredded cheese, guacamole, and sour cream. Or, of course, you could use lime crema instead. If you want to dice up a tomato and use it as a topping, or anything else you like, go for it. When I first made these, all I had were the larger flour tortillas, but that worked out well. I folded everything into a big flour tortilla and ate it like a taco from the bottom up, and then I sort of discarded the dry outside parts of the tortilla. This recipe might not be quite as satisfying as when the restaurant server brings you a platter with a tiny skillet on it with the meat sizzling audibly so that everyone at nearby tables turns to look at your food with envy, but it's really good. And you can make the sizzling meat noises with your mouth if that makes you happier. This keeps well covered in the fridge for several days. You can heat it up in a skillet if you like, but the microwave works well too and doesn't require you to clean the skillet out, which is why we made this recipe in the first place. Thanks for listening. You can find Real Life Cooking Podcast at reallifecooking.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any ease. You can find the recipe that goes with this episode in the show notes. Now, get out there and enjoy your food. Thank you.